Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will preview the 2022-2023 Indiana University women's basketball season. Skip Daly, who covers the team for the South Central Indiana News Network, will talk with senior forward Mackenzie Holmes. So let's talk IU women's basketball. The Hoosiers are coming off a 24-9 season and their second straight NCAA Sweet 16 appearance. Terry Morin's squad fell to Iowa in the championship game of the Big Ten Tournament in Indianapolis. The Hoosiers were given the number three seed in the NCAA Tournament, Bridgeport Region, hosting games in Simon Scott Assembly Hall for the first time in program history. The Hoosiers beat 14th seed Charlotte by 34 points in the first round and got to face the 11th seed Princeton Tigers in the second round after they knocked off 6th seed Kentucky. The Hoosiers beat Princeton by one point before one of the biggest crowds in program history with over 9,000 fans in attendance. The Hoosiers traveled to Bridgeport, Connecticut to face the UConn Huskies in the Sweet 16. UConn is one of the best teams in women's college basketball, and the Hoosiers gave the Huskies all they could handle in the first half, but UConn put it away in the second half, winning by 17 points. The Hoosiers lost four players to graduation, including three starters who averaged double figures in Alexa Goulbay, Allie Patberg, and Nicole Cardano-Hillary. Grace Wagner, who appeared in 30 games off the bench, played key minutes last season. IU lost two players early on in the season, with graduate student Caitlin Hose leaving the team after playing four games, and freshman Kiara Berry announcing her intent to transfer after playing just three games, and neither player scored a point for the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers returned seven players from last season with two starters led by guard Grace Berger, who averaged 16.2 points per game, and forward Mackenzie Holmes, who averaged 15.2 points per game. Berger and Allie Papberg started all 33 games for the Hoosiers last season, while Holmes missed eight games with a knee injury during the middle of the Big Ten season. The Hoosiers returned juniors Chloe Moore-McNeil and Keandra Brown, who filled in when the starters were out. Brown started eight games and averaged 2.9 points, while Moore-McNeil started twice, averaging 5.2 points in 31 games. 6'5", junior center Ariel Wisney returns. The Thornton, Colorado native played in 17 games, but did not score. Sophomores Caitlin Peterson and Mona Zaric are back. Peterson, a guard, averaged 1.5 points in 21 games, while Zaric, who is a forward, represented her home country of Serbia in the Women's European Under-20 Championships in Hungary. Zaric played in 10 games and averaged 0.2 points for the Hoosiers. Like every other team in women's college basketball, the Hoosiers went into the transfer portal and got three players who will fill major roles this season. Senior Sarah Scalia, a 5'10 guard 
who Hoosier fans have watched the last three seasons as a three-point specialist at the University of Minnesota, will give the Hoosiers a boost in so many ways with scoring and leadership. Graduate student Alyssa Gary comes to IU after one season after the six-foot-four Elmhurst, Illinois native played for Providence College. She will help the Hoosiers inside with rebounds and blocking shots. Junior Sydney Parrish comes back to her home state after playing two seasons at the University of Oregon. She was named 2020 Indiana Miss Basketball and a McDonald's All-American out of Hamilton Southeastern High School in Fishers, Indiana. Parrish will be the only Indiana native on the roster this season. IU adds four freshmen to the roster with three guards and a forward. Five foot nine Alexis Bargesser from Lake Michigan, six foot three Yarden Garzon from Israel, and six foot Henna Sandvik from Helsinki, Finland are guards, along with six three forward Lily Meister from Rochester, Minnesota. All four players have a lot of experience with Bargesser and Meister having good high school careers, and Garzon and Sandvik representing their countries over the summer in the women's under-20 European Championships. Fans will get a sneak peek on October 7th when the Hoosiers women's and men's basketball teams host Hoosier Hysteria in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers open the season with Kentucky Wesleyan in their lone exhibition game November the 4th. The Hoosiers open the regular season November 8th against Vermont, November 11th against UMass Lowe in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The first road test of the season comes November 14th at Tennessee. The Hoosiers return home for two more games against Bowling Green November 17th and Quinnipiac November 20th. The Hoosiers will spend Thanksgiving weekend in Las Vegas playing Auburn on Black Friday and Memphis on that Saturday before coming home to host the North Carolina Tar Heels in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on December 1st. The Hoosiers open up Big Ten play December 4th against Illinois at home and then travel to Penn State December the 8th. The Hoosiers will have a 10-day break for final exams before hosting Moorhead State December 18th and Butler December 21st to close out the non-conference part of the schedule. The Hoosiers return to Big Ten play December 29th at Michigan State, host Nebraska on New Year's Day, travel to Northwestern on January 8th, host Maryland January 12th, Wisconsin January 15th, Travel to Illinois January 18th, at Michigan January 23rd, host Ohio State January 26th, host Rutgers January 29th, travel to Minnesota February the 1st, and then arch-rival Purdue February 5th, host defending Big Ten tournament champions Iowa on February 9th, travel to Ohio State February the 13th, host Michigan February the 16th, host Purdue in the final home regular season game February 19th, and then finish out the regular season February 26th at Iowa. So the Big Ten schedule and season schedule, always a tough one. 18 conference games, 9 home, 9 away. Of course, the Hoosiers have some tough non-conference games this season with Tennessee, not to mention Quinnipiac gave the Hoosiers a hard time last year in Connecticut, along with Auburn and Memphis and North Carolina. So 
Terry Moran's squad will be well prepared as they go into the Big Ten regular season. And then the Big Ten tournament will be held March 1st through the 5th at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And times and TV designations will be announced in the coming weeks. When we come back, Skip Daly talks with senior forward Mackenzie Holmes. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hi, this is Keandra Brown with Indiana Women's Basketball, and you're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. And we're back. You're listening to Talking Sports. The continuation of our annual Indiana Women's Basketball Spotlight. Wrapping up the 2021-22 season, and we're offering a brief glimpse into what's yet to come for 22-23. Today on the show, All-American senior forward Mackenzie Holmes. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you right here in the middle of summer. How has it been going for you so far? It's been good. It's been nice uh, having, you know, everybody on campus. You know, we have a lot of new faces this year. So to be able to get some work in this summer has been great, just getting to know each other. And and yeah, it's been really good. Now, you started off the first week of June coming back to uh, to campus, and you found yourself as a camp counselor. Talk about that experience real briefly. Was that was that the first time you've experienced uh, working with Coach Morin's youth basketball camp? Yeah, it actually was because my freshman year I hadn't been there yet. And then the last two years, because of COVID, we haven't been able to have the camp. So we were able to put that camp on this year. And it was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of campers, which, you know, made it more fun. It was good competition, good talent. So so it was really fun to be able to coach some of those girls you know, compete against each other. So that was fun. What else have you been able to accomplish over the summer? Did you get back to Maine and spend some time with family? Yeah, I was I was in Maine all of May. So it was good to be able to get some time at home with my family and see my friends. I feel like even last time when I last summer when I was home with COVID, I was still a little bit nervous spending time with people. But this past month or in May, I was really able to see a lot of people that I have not seen in a while. So that was great. This past season, of course, you guys had a 
successful season for what any fan would consider a successful season, making it to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, of course, uh, making it to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament prior to that. But Indiana women's basketball has matured to the point where your expectations are a little higher and you're wanting to go deeper and you're wanting to really leave nothing behind. 2021-22 was what I would imagine a roller coaster season for you coming back with returning starting five and then finding yourself with an injury. Talk about last season as a whole, some general thoughts, and then we'll get into some specifics about some of the accomplishments and where that leaves us for this year. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting year for sure. I think there were a lot of times, not just me personally, but as a group, we got dealt a pretty tough hand. And, you know, I think that what really showed is our resiliency and how we were able to play the cards that we were dealt the best that we possibly could. We had a tough schedule. We had tough games. We went through adversity with COVID and all of that stuff. So given given what ha- had happened through the course of the season between COVID and obviously my injury, I feel like if anything, it just showed the resiliency resiliency of our team. And I think that that's what I'm most proud of is our ability to just keep bouncing back, keep fighting another day. And and though that on paper, you know, we had a successful season, I know that our goals were set much higher. But I think that can't take away from the fact that we were extremely resilient in everything that we did and just showed up every day. And I, I think that we also never went down with a fight, which I was also really proud of. You never could count us out because we were going to battle to the very end. And I think those are some of the things that I'm most proud of, aside from Sweet 16s and, and the Big Ten championship game. Of course, early on in the season last year, you defeated a Kentucky team, which was an extraordinary team. Then you went down to the Bahamas and split a pair against a couple of good teams. Talk about those early matchups and how important those are for the development of, of what you guys were able to do last year. Yeah, I feel like the fact that we play other Power Five teams in non-conference is huge for us and instrumental in our success later on in the Big Ten season because we're able to see those tough players, tough teams early on when we're still trying to like gel and have chemistry as a team. So I feel like once we do that early on in the season, it, it kind of it makes our adjustment not so difficult to the Big Ten season. So we played the Kentuckys, the Stanfords, the NC States, all these teams that and the non-conference that made those deep runs in the tournament, made the tournament, did well in their conference tournaments. I think Kentucky and NC State both won their conference tournaments. So just the the caliber of our schedule early on definitely bodes well for those tough stretches in Big Ten play when we're playing two games in four days or whatever that might look like. All right. Your injury happened mid-January, and, and the team was, like you mentioned earlier, the team was experiencing some some COVID challenges. I'm not really sure which happened first, can't recall, but your injury, how, how did it happen? It, it kind of seems as if one second, everything was fine, and all of a sudden, we hear the news that you're not dressed for the game. How exactly did that injury occur? Yeah, um, it happened when we played Wisconsin at Wisconsin. And I and I felt okay, and 
I went back in and then the days following it was when we it was our bye week so we actually had a bit of time between when we played Wisconsin and when we played Nebraska so I feel like that was probably why it was more confusing to most people because usually we have that two-day turnaround but it was like a full week and it just wasn't getting better and went to see the doctors and then they told me my best option is to go to get this surgery and you know the four to six week time period so that's what that's what I went with and it was all like simultaneous with the COVID stuff so like when I was going in for my procedure like we were on a COVID pods at that point I'm pretty sure like everybody on our team had COVID at that point there's only a few people that already had it or didn't test positive after we played Purdue it just things went downhill from there from that perspective but yeah so everything kind of happened simultaneously so uh, that was the that was the biggest thing. Now you are one of the most fierce competitors I've I've witnessed on the basketball court. What was in your mind when you had to when you had to sit out? Um I mean, it was kind of like everything happened so quickly, so I I didn't really like fully I don't think grasp what was happening. I was told this and I was like, "Okay, like you said, I'm a competitor." So like then it was just like, "Okay, like I'm going to crush this rehab." after surgery so I can I can be back out there safely and healthily as safely and healthily as I can and I think that that was kind of like my next thing and just taking it day by day in the rehab process because that process is not linear you have some good days and some bad days some days you feel great and some days you're you're struggling so I think it was just trying to stay positive and I did that through trying to lift up my teammates the best I could because obviously they were dealing with adversity as well with the COVID stuff so I think it was just a matter of taking it day by day was the the best way I could have I could have handled that situation because I don't think that it's ever ideal to have surgery and then in the middle of the season it's also not ideal so um, those two things put together made it difficult but I think I just tried to shift my focus on my team and you know the goals that we still had set at the beginning of the season. Crush the rehab, as you put it, is uh, is something that you accomplish. You seem to come back in in a record amount of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was like four weeks to the day um, from my surgery. I played in that Northwestern game, and and you know, in hindsight, I'm like, I could have probably waited a couple more games, but I, I think that it was so good for me to get out there and kind of you know get my win back, get everything back because because you know I I didn't want to wait and keep pushing it back further and then not be ready for when we played in the Big Ten tournament. And I think that it could have gone either way, but I'm happy with the decision that, you know, it was obviously a team decision for me to do that. So, yeah, I came back quickly and then worked myself back in. And I think, you know, I was coming back after just being off for a month. So I think that it kind of showed on the court at the first few games there because everyone else has been playing for the whole year. So, there was definitely a noticeable difference there, but just trying to work myself through that the best I can, stay positive, understand the situation. And yeah, I think my teammates also did a great job supporting me through that whole journey as well. You went from coming back and then all of a sudden the NCAA tournament hits and you played a significantly larger amount of time. Was time on your side there coming back or was the healing process just in in full stretch at that point uh I I was playing like 20 to 25 minutes in those first few games that I was back and so I think that I, when I came back I was ready 
to come back. So I think that, you know, obviously the Big Ten tournament was hard because we didn't have obviously any time to rest, recover the way I would have liked. We all would have liked, honestly. I think we were all pretty beaten up after the Big Ten tournament. But and then we had that week after for the NCAA tournament. So I that week was kind of used for me resting, but also trying to still stay in shape, get back in shape, strengthen my legs. So it was a it was a mix of a lot of stuff that I had to do during that time. Obviously, it wasn't ideal, but it was what I had to do in that moment. So I had to, I was willing to do whatever it took, and I I think that the athletic training staff and the coaches knew that and it was not pretty at times and there was a lot of frustration on my end on the coaches end, on everybody's ends but um it was it was a lot of different things that went into it and real quickly the question on everyone's mind are you back to 100 percent now uh I'm, I'm definitely getting there I took some time off after the season to kind of you know rest my legs strengthen it the way I need to strengthen it but yeah still still doing rehab still working some things out but yeah excellent we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll hear all about your thoughts on the 2022-23 season that's upcoming you're listening to talking sports are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history i'm adam beasley with american senior benefits right here in bloomington and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family we work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dylan Wallace, Timor Tribune, sports editor, and I listen to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. And we're back. You're listening to Talking Sports. Our guest, Mackenzie Holmes, All-American, senior forward. Mackenzie, how does it feel to be a senior this year? You've been through this team through a turbulent time with COVID and a lot of ups and downs in, in, in terms of rules and regulations. Does it feel different now to be a senior? Um, I honestly can't even, when I say I'm a senior, that's so weird because I think about how when I was a freshman, how much older I thought the senior, you know, like Brenna Wise, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so much older than me. Um, And so now that I'm that person to the freshman, I'm like, oh gosh, this is weird. Um, But yeah, it hasn't really hit me that I'm a senior. I I don't know when it will hit me, but yeah, it it definitely, it just definitely feels weird. Definitely hasn't hit me. (laughs) Well, the team mechanics are a little bit different this year. For the last several years, of course, you've partnered in the post with Alexa Golbe. Talk about 
how the two of you grew as a pair of young basketball players into helping to transform this Indiana program into what it is today. Yeah, I think that Alexa and I kind of, you know, we talk about having that connection with each other, the Latvian main connection. And I think that that kind of translated on the court. I think that we were constantly looking for each other, um, looking for matchup, good matchups to get whoever was guarding who, you know, if she had the the four on her, the five on her, just just trying to see like where she was on the floor, where she had an advantage, because she's usually uh, bigger than the fours that she was playing against. So letting her go to work when she can go to work, but just playing off of each other, I think was was huge for us this past season. And we had some success with that. Of course, she's playing now overseas. Have you been able to follow uh, what she's been accomplishing? Yeah, uh, she's been playing, obviously, with her Latvian team in the three-on-three competition. So I've been seeing some highlights of that. I watched when they played the U.S. But, you know, she's such an incredible talent. So, you know, there's no doubts that she's going to be successful overseas. And, you know, she makes her way back over to the U.S. and the in the W, but success will follow her wherever she goes. And of course, this year's team looks a little bit different on paper. IU graduated four uh, four players last year. Of course, uh, Ali Papberg, Nicole Cardano, Hillary, Grace Wagner, and Alexa Golbey. This year, uh, you had three transfers that came in and. Apparently, our game ready. Of course, those were Sydney Parrish, Alyssa Geary, and Sarah Scalia. How are they feeling with the team right now? How is everything seeming to work out in gel? It's been great just getting to know them. You know, even though we've been together this summer, I've only really known them for about a month and a half. So um, just getting to know them as people off the court has been great. And just seeing their willingness to be ready to work every single day. When we recruited them, like we told them what we're about and you could just tell that they were bought into that, which I thought was which I thought was great because we need that in our program. And, you know, that's the standard. So just seeing them working every day, getting better every day has been really exciting. I think that the Hoosier fans are going to enjoy watching them play because, you know, they're competitive. They have a lot of skill to bring and it should be it should be really fun. But it's been great getting to know all three of them. Have you guys, as a team, had the chance to sit down and talk about goals and expectations for this upcoming season? Uh, We have a little bit, mostly just talking about like more of like, you know, the ground rules, like who we are, what we do, doing the extra work that we talk about, getting in the gym extra, doing all those little things that we know have worked in the past to lead us to success. So just just kind of, you know, making that known to the freshmen, making that known to the transfers and just all around a reminder for everybody what our standards are, what the culture is here has been has been the biggest topic of conversation. And what would success be in, in your eyes for this year? Of course, you've had back to back sweet 16s, one of those in Elite Eight appearance. What would define success in your eyes? I would never set anything you know any low goals so like obviously every year for me it's big 10 championship and a final four no matter what our squad looks like and I think that that's the confidence I have in my team and in our coaching staff that you know we can get there every year because we have that culture we have those players that just want to work and just want to get better every day so 
I would never I never set my sights low. I always aim high, but that that's me personally, but yeah. All right, we've got a couple minutes left. What would you like to leave our listeners? Would you like to share anything and talk to the fans? Just excited for the year to start. It should be a really exciting year, you know, both on the men's and women's side. So I hope that we get that continual support on the women's side that we've gotten last year. I mean, the Princeton game was obviously insane from students to fans to kids to parents, just just the support that we got all year really has been great and unwavering. You know, we, we hit some rough patches and they continued to support us. And I'm so grateful for that. So just, just to continue to follow us, support us, and just know that we're working really hard to accomplish some really great things. All right. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for your time and good luck the rest of this summer. Of course, good luck with your studies as well. And we look forward to seeing on the court Hoosier Hysteria has been announced and people are already talking about how this very well could be the year that, as you mentioned, we see both sides, the men and the women really accomplish some of those goals that you've been talking about. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. My thanks to Mackenzie Holmes and Skip Daly for joining us this week. Thank you for joining us this evening for our 2022-2023 IU Women's Basketball Preview Show. And thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jengison. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.